If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hey, hey, it's Crockett, it's Stout, it's Michael Coover. Uh, our buddy Anthony Rod has uh, has some, some well-deserved vacation time, and uh, he's not going to be on. Ray, how are you? Hi, Ray. How's it going? How are you, my man? I'm all gravy, baby. <laughs> I saw that uh, Anthony Rod put up on Facebook that, um, you know, go figure the, I don't know, the one, the one time or the time that he's in Vegas. Apparently, it's snowing there. It's snowing. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm going I'm to look at the weather right now and just see if I can confirm that. But wow, that's crazy. I, I look. I've never been in Vegas when it snowed. Uh, and you've been there quite a bit. <laughs> yes. Uh, look, okay. It's it's 30, quite a bit. <laughs> it's it's 32 in Denver right now, and at two o'clock in Vegas, it's 42, which is uh, seems a little bit chilly. Uh, Coover just told me he informed me that people were taking. Uh, shots with snowflakes coming down at the uh, you know the famous Vegas sign on the strip. So yesterday, so there you go, Anthony Rod. I don't know. Does it need to be warm in Vegas to no, be Vegas? No. <laughs> I mean, really, it, you, you're gonna be <laughs> indoors. I mean, right? New Year's it was cold. New Year's as well, but right. you know you're indoors. So I mean, it's helpful. I got it. If you're yeah, on vacation, well, you know, you know. Anthony Rod, 33 though, he he may venture out and try to do some outdoorsy things. You know, he he's a little different. What's he gonna do? Like go to the there. Hoover Dam? I mean, maybe, or, or you know, <laughs> Play helicopter golf? ride. or No, nah, he's not playing golf. I doubt <laughs> that. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, helicopter ride, he may, you know, may go see the sights outside. But me, I'm an indoor yeah, Vegas guy. There's some indoor <laughs> sights in Vegas, right? Yes. Yeah, so and, I hear you. And I'm checking them all out. <laughs> uh, I hope he has a good vacation. It's, it's well deserved. deserved. People should know yeah. that that dude, man, football season, he was working, uh, it seemed like seven days a week every day. Um, all right, coming up on the show today, we got a couple of interviews. We're going to talk to Drew Lewis, who's a uh, CU Buffs linebacker. And I believe Drew is, if he's not going to the combine, he's obviously going to be at the pro day. We'll ask him about that. We'll talk to him. Daniel Wise is a Kansas Jayhawks defensive end. He is definitely going to the combine. We talked to a KU player yesterday, Joe Nadine, who is not. Crockpot's going to be coming up. Uh, we got a bunch of topics here to uh, hit here and there, and we, uh, we have a poll question as well. Well, Ray, I, I kind of was hoping that here at the start of the show, you could reiterate if people missed it yesterday that um, you're going to be you're going to be doing some other things. As you said, you got irons in the fire. Yes, yes, yes. I'm. Uh, I will be pursuing other interests, mm-hmm. you know, that that I have going on. Or, uh, you know, TV show, book, uh, doing some touring as far as motivational speaking. There's a lot of stuff I have going on. So, you know. Today will be my last day. Yeah, it could be some coaching thrown in. Yeah, it could be some coaching. I will definitely be. It will be some training. You know, I go back to uh, MJP and uh, do some training for Michael Johnson at the Performance Center. So I'm gonna see some of those kids. I'm actually gonna see a couple of them tomorrow because I'm going out to the center tomorrow and uh, start doing some training for MJ. So you know, yeah, yeah, man, just just got to see what else is out there, you know, and, and, and this platform was an outstanding and amazing platform for myself. 
I mean, because I, I mean, like I said, I, I told you guys quite honestly, you know, and we are honest in the crib as as to what we yeah, do yeah. and who we are. Yeah. I was chilling. I was on the couch, <laughs> you know, before yeah. these last couple of years. I was on the couch. So Orange and Blue, you know, 760 gave me a platform. I heart, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful for them to, for basically giving me life just to be, you know, for lack, lack of a better term, life, man. Because yeah. now, you know, I'm back in the groove. I'm back in the 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 football watching mode. I'm back in the teaching mode. I'm back in the preaching mode. It, it all goes together, you know. When you get life for for and not not life in jail, but new life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and that's yeah, what it feels like, man. It really there, does. Yeah, there's there's chapters in life. Raise a raise a guy of faith, and you know, in I think it's Ecclesiastes. You know, the the seasons that yes. uh, that change. There you and, go. That's exactly. It, 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 you yeah. know, and it's also that famous song, um, "Time of the Season" by the Zombies. That's mm-hmm. taken from a Bible verse, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not spiritual, that's cool, but that's what that's from. Ecclesiastes, there's a time and a season for everything. Yes. And this is what's happening with it. You know what, Ray? This leads me to a real quick question about players post-career. Yes. Because um, it can vary a lot, right? Like, transition. Yeah. You, yes. you know, and, and over the years as I would interview players of any sports, you know, the one thing they always would come back to is, look, you cannot – you cannot duplicate the feeling of being on a team, being in a locker room, being in a clubhouse, being in a dressing room, as they say in hockey, like that. And, you know, some guys can get away from that, some can't. And I don't know whether, you know, the media can kind of fulfill that a little bit. It's definitely not the same. You know, that's Mm -hmm. why we always, always, you know, talk to you as, you know, you're the player, tell us what that was like, because we don't know. We're not between the whites, as you say, let alone in the locker room. Right. But but I, I, but I imagine there might be some other guys, especially with football, that they get away from it as far as they can. Well, well, here's the thing, Mark, and, and I tell all the guys this, regardless, you know, and, and this this will be in my book as well. You know, there's only for athletes, there's only three things that are guaranteed. Okay, that will happen to you. One, you will pay your taxes. You know, ask Wesley Snipes and some of those guys. <laughs> you will pay your taxes. <laughs> he he will find you. Yeah. Two, you will die eventually. Yeah. We, we're all, you know, we are all yeah. going to die. There's this is the death three, taxes and yes, retirement. Yeah, you are going to retire from whatever sport you play because that's the line of work we're in. No doubt, we're in a not for long business. Whether it's basketball, hockey, football, baseball, whatever it is. Now, some of us are fortunate to to play as long as I did, and, and have a, a career like that. But at the end of the day, I still retired at 36. Even after playing 14, 15 years, I was 35, 36 years old. What was that like then? Because, you know, I think, I, I mean, I'm, you know, that's 20 years ago for me. Yes. And, and see, here's the <laughs> thing, Mark, and, and that's what I, I was alluding to and what I was getting to for, for these younger guys that, that feel like Chris Harris. He and I had a long talk. Cool. You know, and a Roby, I told him, you know, that, man, don't let these precious years pass you by. Yeah. Because when they're gone, they're gone, and you can't get them back. And, and the last thing you want to do is to be sitting somewhere, wherever you are, because once again, you're going to retire. You're going to, you know, it's going to be over one day, and you're going to be sitting somewhere saying, "Did I give what I, you know, all that I could for what God blessed me with?" Mm. Because at the end of the day, anything after this is not the same. Anything after what we did, like I said, after that sticky icky and that confetti hits your face, 
you will never, ever, ever, ever <laughs> get that feeling again. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you would transition like I did. I transitioned into business. You know, I transitioned into uh, media. I transitioned into tech. You know, I did other things. You had some the, investments. I mean, we've talked about yes, it over, yes, the, yes. over the last and, and, year and, plus. And, you know, and, and the, the here's the, the bad part about us as players and as athletes. It's because we're competitive by nature. So you have to be careful with that when you transition into your next realm because I transitioned, like you said, into investments and things like that, and I was so competitive. I wanted to beat everybody, and that's how you end up losing money because you see somebody else making 25%, you go, well, damn, I got to go make 27%. You know, So you have to be careful. You can't take your mentality into your next realm. What did that uh... – what did that show up in the most for you? Like, I know you didn't you own a Hooters or two, or you? Yeah, were yeah, I, I have a, I have restaurants now. Yeah, in that, Dallas that and, be, yeah. And, you know, some sports, some lounges, and things of that nature. But it, it showed up, you know, Mark. To be honest, it yeah. showed up in it, all of it. It yeah. did <laughs> that that competitive nature that that you know want to to be the best or to be successful or to be great instead of just saying okay, it's okay to be good in this field, you know, in this next life. In our you know, past life, we wanted to be great because if we weren't, we were getting cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the next life, you're not. In the next life, it, it's different. So you have to kind of channel your mindset. So I tell these guys that the better you transition, the better your position in life will be going forward. Yeah. So you have to take that time to make sure you transition. Like I tell them, you know, my, my saying is prepare for war in time of peace. So when you're playing ball, like I told Chris Harris, I said, Chris, you're making great money. You're, you're all pro. You're doing, I said, all of that stuff is going to end. What, what's on your mind? Start to think about what you want to do next and start doing it. Start doing it now while those dollars and all that stuff is coming in. You know, start to channel your mindset. So that's, that's what I, I tell most of the guys. And it's, and it's still difficult. You know, it's still mm-hmm. real difficult. And, and here's the thing about it, Mark, just like what, what, what's happening to me now. Yeah, yeah. You have to have the ability to adjust. You don't stick your head and say, this is what I am or this is who I'm going to be. Adjust. Try it. It, it. it may work out. It may not. But don't look at yourself. Like, see, when we played sports, when we played football, if certain things didn't work, we looked at ourselves as failures, you know, because that's what we wanted to do. And that's, that was our gift. Well, this next transition, it's not necessarily your gift. You may be gifted, but it's not necessarily your gift. So I just tell everybody, the, the, the bottom line, I'll be straight up and honest with you, Mark. When I first got into media yeah. and into TV, radio and TV, yeah. I didn't take it serious. Yeah. I didn't. You know, because I was gifted, so I just did it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 have, I have seen that happen over the years with yeah, other yeah. You know, so, ex-athletes. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's the thing. I tell them, I say, man. You have to attack whatever you do next just like you did football, just like you studied, just like you worked out, all that stuff. You have to attack that next world. Has anybody said to you, whoa, 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 you you know, we're not playing right now. You know what I mean? But see, and if you don't, if you don't do that because that's how you are wired, then you're not going to give your best. Yeah, right. And believe me, I'm living proof of it. If you don't do it, (laughs) if you don't attack it that way, then you're not going to give your best because at the end of the day, that's what we are wired to do. We are wired to attack. We are wired to go full out. If we go halfway in anything, it's, it's going to show. 
and and you're gonna know. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's why I said be be willing to adjust, be willing to do several different things, and, and just keep trying something. But at the end of the day, don't do like I did. Like once I got out of media the first time, I just chill. Like I said, without orange and blue, dude, I was sitting on the couch chilling. Just look, just critiquing everybody with, with no purpose. You know, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not thinking about retiring, but sometimes I think, what, what do you like? Is re, what do you do in retirement? Like, you know, I, I thought, you know, man, I, I thought different you know i was like you know i got i got my money saved yeah, up i'm okay yeah, you know, yeah, i'm right. not hurting yeah. you know i know how to adjust my my budget and all this stuff so i was cool i mean i wasn't but i was miserable i was miserable i was literally miserable it was like walking room to room you know big <laughs> yeah, house yeah. with no you look know, you know what i'm saying with no nowhere to go and so it was kind of like that song nowhere to run nowhere to hide it was like <laughs> you're just walking in circles so for me yeah, yeah. That's why I said for, for me, man, you got to stay busy. You got to do something. I tell these players, you got to do something because that was when, you know, that was the time when depression, anxiety, all that stuff yeah, jumped yeah. on me because I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it's, it's a saying, what you don't use, you lose. And that's basically what I did. I lost all of my, you know, I lost my, my what they call it, the oomph. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I lost, lost the it I, You lost your giver. You I know. did. It, it, you I, know. I, 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 I was like Russell yeah. Westbrook. <laughs> I woke up with I don't give a FG. <laughs> yeah. And that's not, you know, that's not the way to live. Yeah, so yeah, for yeah. me, it was it was perfect time. And like you said, there's a season. And, and now my season is I, I'm, I want it now. I, I want to, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to get it. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's the, <laughs> where you want to be as a, you know, as a human being and as a person. You want to live, wake up day to day with, with a, in attack mode, as they say. And, or, as I say, bumping and running. Right. That's what yeah, I'm doing. Right. I'm right, bumping right. and running. That's I'm good, ready. That's a good way to end that. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, um, I ran into a guy that was – he was a, a local TV sports producer guy mm-hmm. that I knew for years, and he's retired. At, at a, at a, and I'm assuming a relatively young age. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he's 65 yet. Um, you know, Mary, I saw, him, uh, I saw him last Saturday at the Irv Brown Memorial. And I was with some friends, and we were like, how's retirement? What do you do? And, and he, goes, he goes, well, depends on when I wake up that day. And, and then we're just Man. talking and talking, and he goes, uh, but there's always something to do. You know, like you said, you keep busy. It's, yes, amaz- it's, it's amazing what around the house or this or that. And uh, he's married, you know, so uh, I get a star for doing yeah, this. Yeah, and you got that. some honey do. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> so, you know, hot on the heels of him saying, well, it's so when I wake up, well, how retirement is. I go, well. Uh, what time do you start drinking in the day? <laughs> right. So, so here's what he, he and, and you know, Mark, you you do do that now. I know. Here, here's what, here's what he said to me. Then he goes, "Well, you know what, Mark? That depends on what time I wake up." <laughs> and, and, and that's and I, Mark. That's where I was for ten years. I, yeah, and I it was I, it was you know, I, for for a while I was faking a, it. Yeah, it's probably not the best thing. Oh man, it's not. Yeah. You know, I'm forty years old. No, I'm right, right. Forty years old at this time. <laughs> right. You're, you're so from, yeah. You're way yeah, yeah, So yeah, from yeah, forty yeah. to fifty, my first like the first two three years I was faking it. You know, people call, "What you doing?" Oh, I'm doing this. I'm man. I was just getting out of the bed. Yeah. Like literally, uh-huh. they would call me at one o'clock. Oh man, I've done this. I've man, I ain't done nothing. I've accomplished a thing. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Haven't accomplished anything. <laughs> and you get in, and you get in that format, and all of a sudden you can lose. I'm gonna tell you who really got me out of it and told me to get before he passed away. Pat Summerall. He lives across. No the street. kidding. Yeah, Pat Summerall lives across the street yeah. from me in South. What he did lives across the street from me in Southlake, here in Dallas, and I would always see him doing something. You know, 
he drive by my house and blow at me. And then one day <laughs> I'm out yeah. there taking the trash out and he slows down. He said, hey, Ray, meet me over at the old water well down the street. Yeah. Right. And I said, OK, Pat, I, I, you going now? He's like, yeah, I jump in my car. I meet him down there. He's like, you got to get out of that house, man. You got to do something. Is that what he He's, said? Yeah. He said, you got to do something. He wow. said, because I'm telling you, if you don't, He's like, you're going to get old fast. He's like, it's going to come up. You know, it, it, he just started telling me, your body's going to start aching. And he was like, if you don't move it, you're going to lose it. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's where I got to saying in my book, what you don't use, you lose. You know, and past summer, I'll, he's the uh -huh. one who really told me to, you know, to get out of the house. And then he passed like, uh, you know, a year or so later. Mm -hmm. But a uh, great guy, man. He, he was moving. When I tell you, past summer, I'll never slow down. <laughs> really? Every time I saw him, he had a bag. I'm like, "Where you going, Pat? Oh, I'm going to do this game, or I'm going to do that." And yeah. I'm, you know, just just because he didn't want to sit still. Yeah, sit the still. only person I can um, I can uh, draw a parallel to was Vin Scully, who retired. I, I don't know, Coover might know, '88 maybe, uh, not to, you know, a couple three years ago, and he did Dodgers baseball for I don't know sixty some years, and you know, baseball so every day, and it's stats and it's numbers, so your brain is moving, and you know, mentally right, you're right, into right. it. And all that, and, and probably and, still sharp as a whip at eighty-five. Totally, yes, yeah, yes. and 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 uh, you know, and I think there is part of you that you're like, oh, if I retire, this isn't going to be happening, and where do I go? So, uh, when we come back, we're going to take a break. We have uh, I've got a couple of texts at five seven seven three nine to read for Ray. Coover is running the show here today, and I know it's it's a little bit of a different job for a Michael Coover, but he's certainly qualified. And uh, Coover, gonna have you put the headphones coming up. And I'll ask you about the poll question because it's it's easy to answer. I like how you formatted it today because it'll be an easy answer and we'll tie it into a few more things with the Steelers that uh, have been said. Might talk a little bit about Emmanuel Sanders then coming up at four. Drew Lewis, Colorado Buffs linebacker, hoping to you know live out the dream and get to the NFL. We will uh, talk to him too coming up. It is Crockett and Stout. It's Orange and Blue, 760. It's Crockett and Stout. It's Orange and Blue 760. We are back. Uh, this is Ray's last day. Ray has uh, some other things that he's been, oh, he's been uh, planning and working on, and he's going to pursue some other interests. We got some uh, some texts at 57739. You can also call if you want, 303-713-7600. Corey from Denver. Hey, Ray, I'll miss you. Um, and thanks for the birthday shout-out last April. And the memories for uh, welcoming uh, me to the crib whenever I would call in. So, uh, no Corey. Doubt, no doubt. <clears throat> that's, uh, that's nice. Darren, who's in White House, Ohio. Darren's a huge Broncos fan. Uh, out of state, you know, in Ohio. And he just says, Ray, wanted to let you know. Going to miss you, man. Always enjoyed your game and play breakdowns. Not sure who's going to take your place, but they will have some big shoes to fill. Seriously, though, thanks for the great shows. Enjoyed every single one of them, and best of luck. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And and just to like, look, you get to see my podcast and all that stuff. I have all that stuff out there. I still will be breaking it down for Orange and Blue. You know, oh, that, I, that I, will not go anywhere. I think we could utilize you on a more than regular basis if we figured out. Austin says, sorry to hear you're leaving, Ray. I've enjoyed listening to you over the last year or two. Uh, good luck in your next chapter. And then finally, Amy, who is chubby butts. She was in our fantasy league. The league that you won, Ray. Yes, by the way, you know. <laughs> right. One and done, bro. <laughs> One and done, bro. <laughs> Rocket fuel. Uh, she says, she done, just bro. says, uh, hey, thank you, Ray, man. It's, it's, it's been cool. Amy. Appreciate um, you, Amy. Thank you. And back, actually, both my sisters texted, too, Ray, to let you know that 
They appreciate you too. My my sister, you know, my twin sister Kelly lives here in Denver, so she listens on a regular basis. And my uh, my younger sister, the jock of the family, lives back in New Jersey, so she's listened on occasion. And she was always like, "Ah, I want to meet Ray. I want to meet Ray." My my younger sister Ray is in my high school athletic hall of fame. Wow! Like, yeah, right. That's Congrats it's, today. It's, yes. it's another level with yes. her. She was like all state, like field hockey, softball, and all that back in the day. Uh, well, I doubt. Look, she may do all that stuff good. I doubt if she gives the best hug like your sister did. Your sister gave the best hug. <laughs> oh, oh, Kelly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. she had, look. She have to live up to hugging now. Yeah. She, she can do all the sports stuff, but she got to learn how to hug. Right, right. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly's here. She's been around. Uh, Jim, finally, thank you for talking. Uh, about Ray leaving. I hate it when somebody just disappears and nobody says anything. Radio's notorious for that. Jim, yes. you're right. At. Thanks, Ray. Best wishes. Thank you. That, that Thank does uh, kind of tend to happen within the uh, media. All right, Coover's got his headphones on. Coover, are you there? I am here. Awesome. Awesome. Michael Coover is kind of, he's behind the glass, as we say. But Coover's our executive producer. So he's, uh, believe me, Orange and Blue 760 Broncos country. He's key in helping us put the shows together, guests, Etc. Keeping things running smooth, and now he's he's kind of double dipping here, doing double duty. Yeah. So if so I mess up, don't cool. uh, don't throw me over the ledge here. But uh, <laughs> it's all right. It might happen. But I'm trying to I'm trying to be Anthony Anthony Rodriguez right now, and it's it's very hard to be a Rod. A yeah. Rod is very good at what he does. But uh, I'm gonna try to do the best that I can. And when it's all said and done, I guarantee you, I will not Wally Pip him. Is is, is this today, <laughs> tomorrow, and Monday? Yes. Okay. I yeah. will be here all three days oh, with wow. you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you don't know who Wally Pip is, Broncos country, look it up. It has to do with uh, it's a baseball reference. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, baseball I've dropped a baseball reference. reference on a football show. That, but, yeah, yeah, but that, no, no, it's more than that. It it, it supersedes it's a, baseball. It's a, that's what I was about to say. It's a it, life reference. It is. Yeah. What? Yeah. I, yeah what, what? Well, basically, what it is is Lou Gehrig got yeah. in there, and Wally because Pip never got his Pip. job back. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Wally Pip had I don't know. Yeah. Look, it's the it's the Tom Brady story. Yeah, to uh, to uh, Drew Bledsoe, right? Yeah, don't get hurt. You and it's funny, and, job, and it's interesting too, and, and you hear it all the time in sports, not going to lose your starting role because of a uh, injury, right, Ray? That's what uh, they say. Look, that's the lie they tell. I know. <laughs> you won't lose your job to injury if the guy doesn't play better than you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, we'll, They always forget right, that part. Maybe we'll ease you ease you back into said lineup. Maybe. Yes, yes. If uh, things uh, start going differently. So, Coove. You came up with the the poll for today on Twitter. I did because uh, Steelers GM Kevin Colbert called Ben Roethlisberger the unquestioned leader of the locker room, and he has the freedom to publicly mm. criticize teammates if he sees fits. Because he has a local radio show, and quite frankly, he, for quite frankly, he will go on there and he will criticize teammates. Most, most now, most quarterbacks do obviously have some kind of a media outlet in their hometown. Right. Yeah, TV but it, does, yeah. yeah. But I find it very rare that you'll have a GM come out and say, you want to know what? It's okay if he dogs on players. And I think that's the whole problem with that whole organization in Pittsburgh, why A.B. got off on the wrong track, why Big Ben is, why Le'Veon Bell never fit in there. Now he's a free agent. I mean, it's a complete mess, right? Yeah, I, and you know what? Colbert was with me in, in Detroit. Oh, really? Yes, he, he was a scout in Detroit. It's, it's so crazy. We, we talk about the league. I know, and, right? Yeah, and, and how things happen. That's like the funniest story. I have to give you guys this story. But uh, Colbert, yeah, yeah. He, was, he was with me in Detroit. He was a scout, you know, worked his way up. Now he's a GM in Pittsburgh. And, and he has a different way of thinking. And, and you know, we – 
we did things a little differently in Detroit, but in, in Pittsburgh, I, I don't agree with that at all, Kuv. No, I don't agree with that at all because if that big man should not have any more precedent over any other player, and if that's how you want your organization ran, then this is what you're going to get. If you get your quarterback calling people out and, and, and saying this, that, then they're going to turn in turn call him out because he's not perfect. And that's the last person you want to say, you know, you, that you're giving car blunts to this guy because Ben is my dude. Now, he's a good friend of mine, but we all know in his younger days, he, he wasn't the best. You know, he had his flaws. Let's just put it that way. So when it comes to that, you have to always remember those things in those days, you know, in those times. Like you said, Mark, you have to always remember those times that you went through as well. Mm -hmm. So for the way Big Ben is, is reacting, yeah. and I'm going to be honest, I was told, and I told him this when we played uh, Pittsburgh, you saw me talking to Big Ben and, and A.B. as well. But we, I, I told him, I said, man, you've changed. And he was like, yeah, man, you know, I grew up, this, that, and the other. I said, but Big Ben, I say, look, you was a humble, humble, humble kid when you allowed me to stay in your basement. I said, don't ever lose that side of you. Don't ever lose that side of you. you see, see, so, Coop, I know you got the poll up, and we'll give it in a minute. So, 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 how do you feel about it? You, you don't think it's a good thing, right? Obviously, who me? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think it at all, all, right, all right. is a good thing because it, the problem with it is, is what is. If you give it to one player, what does that say to the rest of the team? He's the unquestioned exactly. leader. Well, he but may be it's the one thing to be a leader, and it's another thing to be a a hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, see, and that's the thing. You it's know, not that, the same that, thing, Mark. That, that game here in Denver. <laughs> yeah. Perfect example is it goes down to the end, and Big Ben makes the huge mistake throwing the pick in the exactly. end zone to Shelby Harris that cost them the win. Now, he took some responsibility for it, but he also threw people under the bus as well in that game. That was a little pass right over the middle, too. That Yeah, yeah it was that, a, was, that was triple covered. I mean, if if, if the linebacker didn't, uh, the yeah. lineman didn't get it, uh, yeah. Roby would have got yeah, it. Yeah, we were all kind of like, what? yeah, he, yeah that, was, that was your attempt? Was no yeah, way, yeah, yeah. no how. And then he made the comment yeah. of, you know, looking at A.B. or whatever, you know, kind of saying it's on him. But it's also on A.B. as well because A.B. is going to tell him to throw him the ball. You know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Instead yeah. of just saying, Ben, yeah, he's gonna you want have the ball. the ball in your damn hand. <laughs> and at the end of the day, if you didn't see those three people that I saw, something's grown. You know, something's up. So because I saw it before you did. So let's put it this way. If, if Juju, let's say he criticizes Juju Smith-Schuster. And Juju uh, decides to come out and, and say something uh, publicly about Big Ben, about the fact that he got thrown under the bus. Does that mean he gets criticized for it by management or looked at differently? Or is he allowed to do that too? Or, or does everybody else just have to shut up? No, no. They're, well, they're, you see, that's, that's where A.B. is. That's, that is the problem with it now with A.B. because that's what happened is that Big Ben kept doing it. A.B. kept chilling out, you know. He's the quarterback, da-da-da. I just run the route, da-da-da-da. Then finally, A.B. was like, hold up, hold up. You can't call everybody out. <laughs> you know, you can't continue to call everybody out like it's our fault. You know, you threw five interceptions in one game. I recall that game. Jacksonville. Do you, you guys remember that game? <laughs> five interceptions. Yeah, but Ray, isn't there a, uh, like a pecking order that just kind of happens like organically in the uh, in the locker room? 
Oh, no doubt. I mean, even in our locker room, yeah. we all knew I was the leader on defense. Atwater was a leader on defense. Romo was a leader on defense, pretty much. We were the guys that the media came to to talk. On uh, offense, Sharp, Elway, TD, and, and most of the time, Rod. That right. was, you know, those were the guys oh, I was that there. you yeah. always saw. Because at the get, end you know, of the Eddie, day, well, it, I also knew this, Mark, by being a leader, I also knew what it took to make my guys play well. Well, you guys police yourself, so to speak. Yes, yes. And, so, and so we understood each other. So should that's, somebody that's the problem. Should somebody in Pittsburgh, and this is what you're saying, Coove, like be able to you know, should there be somebody that comes up to Big Ben and says, Now wait a minute, you know, I heard you on your radio show. Where where are we at with this? See, that's why the what I find interesting. What would have happened had Elway gone on uh KOA and said, You wanna know what, Ray? You blew that coverage on Sunday, you cost us the game. What would what what would you have done? Oh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's one of those things where I wouldn't have been combative, but I definitely would have walked up to him. I definitely would have approached him and, and, and you know, and let him know. <laughs> you know, I, Yeah, no doubt. Because, see, here's the thing. What you have to understand is this. Even though you may be the leader or whatever, you know, with great leadership comes great responsibility. So by being a leader, you have to understand and you have to take the time out to get to know your guys. And the first thing you don't do is in this profession, in this profession where there's testosterone and ego and, and all that, you don't bravado, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't publicly criticize. You don't publicly put a guy down. You don't publicly throw a guy under the bus. Now, if a guy's not playing well, oh, I, I mean, like Dale Carter, when Dale Carter came, I didn't, I didn't publicly, you know, the first three games, he sucked. Real talk. He was horrible. And they was, you know, the media kept coming at me, you know, hey, they paid Dale all this money and, 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 you know, he sucks. With, <laughs> look, you're ending up on the number one guy. And, you know, he was trying to get me to criticize it. And, and, you know, I was like, look, at the end of the day, our defense is our defense. We understand it. And we have to get better as a group, as a unit. I said, Dell is going to get better. I'm going to get better. We're gonna, all of us, you know, that's how you approach that. But if you start singling guys out, because at the end of the day, Mark, one thing I can guarantee you is this. Eventually, you're going to have a bad day. <laughs> we all do. Elway did. Big Ben does. Terrell did. I mean, I have a jersey in my office, okay. in my uh, game room right now from Terrell that says, Ray, he rushed for, uh, you know, 200 and something <laughs> yards in the playoff game against yeah. Miami. But in the regular season game, he had like 20 yards. <laughs> so he wrote on there, does this make up for the 20 yards? He had bad games as well, even though he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's what it's about. We know who did what and, and who, you know, we may joke around with it in the locker room and, and uh, amongst each other. But you never do it. Prime example is this. I tell you guys in Detroit. Me and William White, Coov, you know William White, safety. Chicago Bears, Neil Anderson, you know, Monday night football. We're in cover two. I jam Neil Anderson running back up. I turn, and I look back at the quarterback because I have the flat. And I see, um, matter of fact, it was Harbaugh. I see Harbaugh getting ready to throw deep. And I turn around, and William White is on the other side of the field. He's supposed to be in deep half behind me. All right. He's on the other side of I go sprinting, just hauling ass, right? Neil Anderson catches the ball. I slap his foot. Game winner. They beat us. 
in overtime, Monday night, all the media's around me. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, hey, I didn't get, I didn't make the play. I just didn't make the play. I'm not going to say William White's supposed to be behind me. That's his job. You know, I just didn't make the play. Yeah, but that's at what the I, end of the day, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't the, matter because if I'd say he did it or I did it now, I tell you what the thing was this William White was a man. William White was a true, you know, a true man, a true gentleman. I'm over there. They all are. I mean, I got 30 guys around me, you know, hey, Ray, you, you did this, you know, it's Neil Anderson. You cover wide receiver, all it. William walked over, stood in the middle. He said, hey, man, I blew the coverage. Leave the dude alone. I blew the coverage. <laughs> you know, and he just they left it at that. But I wasn't going to say that because at the end of the day, for what? What, what is it going to do? Because as a team, it's going to separate you. You know, if you start saying, hey, he because eventually I'm going to blow a coverage or I'm going to miss a tackle or I'm not going to. So you just got you have to understand, keep it in-house the way you handle it. And if the coach is not, you know, I, I know the GM came out and said, but the coach has to have his hands on those players as to what you can and what you cannot do to other players because – we are grown ass men, <laughs> right, you know, right? Right, right, right. You know, we got kids. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying, Mark. You come out and say, uh, "AB ran the wrong route" or whatever, or did. My kids are listening to this. You know, I, I'm a, I'm gonna stand up for my rights. I'm gonna stand up for myself, and I'm gonna stand up for my family. So that's that's the problem is in Pittsburgh. They've allowed those guys too much freedom. You know, to go against one All another. Right. Down the locker room is, I mean, that locker room is in shambles. Let me right ask now. you this about Pittsburgh. And, Coov, you may have something to say about this. So, this Kevin Colbert guy, Ray, that, and it does say he was the Lions pro scouting director. Yeah. 90 yeah, to 99, there. like basically yeah. a decade when you yeah, started. He was there. there my whole time except 89. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's 62. He's a little bit older than us. Mm-hmm. But he is a born and bred Pittsburgh guy. Born yeah. in Pittsburgh, went to Robert Morris, which is a college in Pittsburgh. So I'm not surprised that, you know, he loved football and he's in football and he's been with the Steelers as he was their director of football operations beginning in 2000. Then he was the GM beginning in 2010. Now he's the VP and the GM as of 2016. And Coove and, and, and Ray, you know this. And and, and Coove, you may know Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a little bit of a different animal when it comes to that kind of a city, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's it, a steel town. It's, uh, hard, it's worker. well, right. hard workers there right. doing that. Yeah, blue it's, collar. it's Rust Belt. Yeah. I mean, we still say that even though it's basically 2020. But, you know, Pittsburgh is every every team is black and gold. Everything is – it's just a different kind of a feeling. And it doesn't shock me that, that he came out and said that as a, like, Pittsburgh native and maybe a generation – you know, the generation that I'm in, you know, a little bit older and and thinking that way. And does that make sense? No, it, it does make sense. And especially now with A.B. likely out the door, Le'Veon Bell definitely out the door, that maybe he says, you want to know what? We need a leader on this team. Ben, it's up to you. And hopefully he respects Ben enough that Ben's not going to just go lay into somebody just for the hell of it yeah, on radio just to get ratings. sit down with him, cool. He better have a sit down. With, he can say he's our leader. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But we've we've seen what his leadership has done. They haven't done anything in the last four or well, five years. But Pittsburgh's the kind of city where they, they would say, and you know, look, man, suck it up. Let's let win some games, you know, figure it out, you know, <clears throat> you know, get thick skinned. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I'm just telling you, attitudes reflect leadership though. So I hear you. if you are our leader And it's twenty twenty, it's not yes, you know, and I got guys like Le'Veon Bell at the top of their game. I got guys Antonio Brown top and they don't want to play with me, 
then I'm not leading well. You, you better you need to look yourself in the mirror and right. say, "Am I leading well?" Because who's following you? That's the key. Lead. Look, the only way you become a great leader is to have great followers. So if he's their leader, who's following him right now? Okay, I mean, you, you know that that's valid, Ray. I got you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, right? everybody knows, right? I mean, um, if you're a great leader, you have great followers, right? Attitude reflects leadership. It, the one thing I will say is, you know, Pittsburgh ended up being nine six and one. I realized that they tied their first game against against uh, Cleveland, right? Yeah, on the road, right? But I don't know. I, without Le'Veon Lamar, Bell and Lamar. what? Let's be yeah. honest that that Denver game cost him a playoff yeah, spot. It did. It did. It, it did. But but here's the key, though. Who cares? Who cares? They could have been nine and seven. They could have been ten and six, or whatever the case may be. They don't win. <laughs> you, they get to the playoffs. They don't win. Why? Because in the big games, their leaders. Okay. Are, I mean, well, here, let me let me ask you this, Ray, real, real quick, because right. I know we got to go here, got to go to break, and so on and so forth. We have the poll as well. But do you think that Pittsburgh, by getting rid of Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, that it'll be addition? By subtraction for them? I mean, it could be addition by subtraction only because now I I would guarantee you this because once again, I know Big Ben personally and I looked him in his eyes. He knew that that argument, you know, that team was in shambles. He knew that they they are in trouble. He's going to lead better now. You know, he's going to learn from his mistakes. And that's one thing I do know about Ben is that he's astute enough to understand you lose a Le'Veon Bell, you get an Antonio Brown to turn against you, you're not doing something right. <laughs> you know, everybody else may, you know, cover it up or whatever the case may be, but you got to go home and look in the mirror and say, okay, I'm not doing something right. And now he has a, a nucleus of young guys, you know, Juju and guys like that. Yeah. That, that will. James Conner. And- yeah, that if he leads correctly, they'll follow him. Let me and ask you this. will follow him. Let me ask you this, Ray. Uh, I Maybe we can do this on the other side, but who, as of right now, is the vocal leader on the Broncos? Maybe that's something that we can ponder and we can come back. Because normally it's the quarterback, and I don't think that's been the case here the last three years for sure. Let's let's ponder that. Yeah, let's ponder and and, and cover it on the break, yeah. And and, and I like that question. Kuv, I don't think we got to your poll on Twitter. No, we didn't. As I said, as you said, it's a very simple poll. Yeah. And it's a simple yes-no answer. We're up over uh, 50 votes already, and we just got going here. Um, is it okay for a leader of a team to call out other players on the team publicly in a radio or TV interview? Right now, uh, 70% say no. 30% actually say yes to that question. I almost thought it might be the other way around, but I don't know. We'll see We'll see where this goes. And we'll ponder that question about the vocal leader for the Broncos. We'll think about that and talk about it on the other side. When we come back, it's Crockett and Stout. It's Orange and Blue, 760. It's Crockett and Stout. It's Orange and Blue, 760. Uh, This day back in 1970, the Jackson 5 made their TV debut on American Bandstand. And uh, the rest is history, as we say. With uh, Michael singing. I was looking for the origin of the saying, to throw somebody under the bus. Because that's kind of, you know, we, we use it all the time in sports, and that, that's what we're kind of talking about here. You know, throwing somebody under the bus. And I, I, don't, I just looked at uh, Wikipedia, and it said, this is kind of coincidental, that there was an article in 1991 in the Colorado Springs Gazette-Telegraph, and it had to do with Cindy Lauper, the, uh, the musician, you know, the, the pop artist, 
And she, I don't know, said something in 84 that in the rock and roll business, you're either on the bus or you're under it. So if you're like, I don't know, playing some bad bar in like Butte, Montana, you're definitely under the bus. You're not on it. But mm. that's what we're kind of talking about here. And um, we did get Dan hit us up at 57739. He said, what I've learned in life is you praise goodness in public, but you never, ever, ever call anybody out for their mistakes in public. You do that in private. And I think that's pretty much what people are thinking. And, Coop, that's what you said on the poll right now. It's, it's you know, 70-30 on, on that kind of thing. So, And then Fred, well, here's what Fred's playing on a team. Traditionally, you become family, brothers in arms like that. You don't go airing dirty laundry in the streets. You handle your problems at home behind closed doors. Um, and then he goes, unless you're a uh, crap family like the Steelers. I had to edit that, Fred. <laughs> yeah. I went with that. So, I, in terms of a vocal leader for the Broncos, um, it's Chris Harris, right? Yeah, definitely Chris Harris. Definitely Chris is, is, would, would be my first choice. I mean, it's Vaughn in a different and kind of a Wolf, way. And Wolf, Wolf be, for sure. Yeah, Chris, Wolf, Emmanuel Sanders, all, all, all three of but those Vaughn's, guys. But Vaughn's got sure. a really different kind yeah, of personality. Vaughn, We've talked yeah, about Vaughn this. Yeah, Vaughn is different the way he's vocal, though. He's he's yeah. vocal, but he but he's different in, in the way he's He's more you know, like fun-loving or yeah, something. I don't Chris, even know. Yeah. Chris Harris is more technical, vocal, and and – he will give it to you straight with no chaser. And but he also understands how to lead. That's why I I'm totally, totally shocked that that he wasn't a captain. I don't know how Yeah, what the I don't know heck? how that did not happen. That, that. That's a question in and of itself. Can you be a leader without being a captain? I mean, yes, you can, of course, but I'm just saying, from where from what I got from Chris from the last two years, there's no one on that team. That that one spoke better from a, from a understanding you know point and from a from a realistic estimate point you know he he, he I never felt that he get just baffled you with BS he always shot it straight from you know from the hip he always gave it to you straight with no chaser he tell you if he thought this he tell you if he didn't think it was gonna work hmm. you know. He, he didn't throw anybody under the bus, but he gave it, you know, he gave you the real deal, like about the defense. He didn't throw Joe Woods under the bus. He point blank said, hey, we got to change. We've been doing the same thing since 2013, since 2014. Teams, you know, teams are figuring us out. We got to change. That's not throwing anybody under the bus. That's just true facts. Does every team have the same amount of captains? Or can that vary? That varies, uh, right? No, it varies because I know, I think the one year, the first Super Bowl, yeah. I want to say it was me and Steve, I want to say, the first year defensive captains, and I think it was John and Sharp. And then the next year was me, Steve, and Romo as a defensive captain. So I know it was three. So I think it just varies according to, you know. Did you guys ever, like, uh, this may sound like a stupid question, you, Romo, and Steve, did you ever meet in that kind of capacity and be like, we? Oh, no doubt. All right. No doubt. Yeah, we we would, you know, we would would meet. And, and uh, the good thing is this, Shanahan expected it. You know, Shanahan basically, when, when he named the captains and whatnot, he met with us. He met with us and, and pretty much gave us an overview of what he expected. You know, be firm, but but don't, you know, don't be foolish. You know, he was like, be honest, you know, but don't be, you know, cruel. You know, he, he had these ways of telling you and, and he said it. He's like, you know, it's you guys' locker room. He's like, they named you guys the captain. Yeah. 
is your locker room. Don't abuse, you know, your position, but let them know that is your position. You know, everybody should know that you guys are the captains. If you were a captain today, Ray, I don't know, of the Steelers, I'm just going to throw that out there as a, you know, a, a what if. Would would you talk to guys about social media? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I, I mean, I talked to some of the Broncos about it right today. Oh, no doubt. I, I mean, I right would, today. What you, really? I mean, I'm just saying, uh, I'm not even, oh, you know, you mean, in, in, that, yeah. in that, you know, right. you're in not, that you're arena, not a so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, t- I talked to him about right. it today. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, I, I just always tell him, you know, and I told Chris and, and some of the other. Chris has always been really good at it. But it's some of the other guys, you know, and, and I leave them nameless, you know, but some of the younger guys that you know, Mark, that I spoke to and I, you know, speak to on occasion, I told them all, I said, man, you guys need to start pausing. Just, just, there's, there's a such thing, and I just said, I call it the pause button. Push pause when you're angry. Push pause when you're happy. Push pause when, you know, any emotion you go through, push the pause button first because it can make you do one or two things. You know, if you're angry, it's going to show. It's going to show, and you may write something that you're going to regret. Well, if you play well or whatever, you may write something. You know, you may put yourself on a pedestal, you know, so high like you not, you know, everybody knows it's going to change. Well, there's even keel. I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, you got, and that's what I tell them. I say, push the pause button, man, and make sure you whatever you write is thought out. Now, if you think it out and you want to write it, then, then write it. Look, don't 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 step back from who you are and, and what you are. But there's so many times and even myself, you know, I've done it a couple of times and I try, you know, I try to like I said, I try to practice what I preach. I've jumped out there it's and, and, and <laughs> yeah, and, and had to say, oh, shoot, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not really what I wanted to say, but I own it. But then if 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 it's something that you really didn't want to say. The thing about social media is this, man, is that a lot of people, a lot of these you know, guys or girls or whoever on social media, once they put something out there, they act like you cannot be man or woman enough to say, that's not really what I wanted to say. You know, it's OK to take it back. It's OK. You don't have to, you know, live with it because you wrote it. If, it's, if you wrote it and, and, and it comes back at you and you think. You know, think it through and say, okay, maybe I didn't really mean that. You know, it's okay to say it, but uh, so yeah. many times we won't do that. I know, you know, I what know. I, yeah, yeah. It's like I said it, I said it. I'm like, but if you don't honestly mean it, then then own up to it. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? And that's our. I think that's our problem. Period in society as a whole is that we won't just own up to saying, hey, I messed up. I, you know. I, I, I wasn't thinking, you know, I, I wrote that hastily or whatever. Right, right, right. So I just, you know, I try to tell a guy, but I would, Mark, man, I that would be the first thing I do in this arena of life. Yeah. You know, it's like I do with my, my guys that I train and my guys that I mentor. You know, Jamal Allen, like Jamal, I've talked to him two or three times already, you know, because he's, he's a quick, <laughs> he's a social media hound. He's quick. Triggered, he's got quick yeah, trigger he's, finger. He's trigger happy, man. He, he look, he's yeah. trigger happy. And I told him, I said, Jamal. Slow it down. Slow it down. I know you, you know, you you're good. You're all pro. You're doing well. I said, but just just remember yeah, yeah. everything comes, you know, full circle eventually. Yeah, one last thing on this and then uh we'll take a break. We'll come back. Koof can update the poll on the other side and we'll also talk to CU. So wait, 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 before we yeah, before yeah. we go there, Koof, 
What would you think, since you talked about big men, what would you think, and we've seen Vaughn on several occasions, had the opportunity to point at the offense or call, say, Case through two interceptions, you know, we can't win like that. What would you think if Vaughn was doing that instead of Vaughn saying, hey, I got to play better. We all have to play better. It starts with me. I got to play better. What if he was pointing guys out? Would you like that? I think, it's some, I think it's sometimes I like to see Vaughn more vo- uh, boisterous like he was when he said we're going to go kick Arizona's ass. But would you like him to say Case Keenum can't throw that interception in the red zone? We can't win like that. Yes or no? That's all you got here, Coop. Yes. Okay. Okay. Second hour coming up.